Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. Adil Rashid takes wickets because he bowls a good line. It's episode number 249. <laughs> it's a two-man pod today as uh, Tom and Chris are both injured and out for the foreseeable future. So we uh, give our best wishes to them. Um, they're not really injured, they're just, they're just I don't know, just... They got stokeitis, I expect. But good, the good news, listeners, is that Tony Lloyd is here with me. How are you, Tony? Hello. Um, basically fine. Uh, it's yeah. episode number two four nine. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, it's been a shit week, hasn't it? Um, Football-wise, yeah. but otherwise, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been another week of being mediocre. Well, if only if only we could <laughs> apply the same to Stoke's uh, week. A 1-0 defeat against the bloody Cherries. Uh, an injury to Nick Powell for six to eight weeks. And then a defeat to... That's a fucking difference. We're in London, aren't we? Uh, Gary Rowett's pissing Millwall liney fucks. Um, I don't... Do you do you have any things to say about the the actual football? Um, um, we mm, not really. I mean, we no. We we should have had a penalty at least, maybe two. Yeah. Um, Soyuz's goal was good. Yeah, lovely. Uh, particularly the ball in from the left. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, football. Uh, Tash and Oakley Booth came through another 90 minutes on his way back from his stress fracture of his back as the under-23s beat Notts Forest 1-0. That's good. Um, yes. Nathan Broom saved a penalty in that as well. And also the under-18s beat Leeds 2-0 yesterday. Nice. Good. Good. Is Tashan going to slide in as the DM we are so sorely crying out for? I would say perhaps not. But no. He might have yeah. a seven-sided dice somewhere, I don't know. Yeah, a disappointing week. Um, I'm not too sort of miserable. Like, three defeats in the row is going to sound the alarm bells. But, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see if the next week can bring us more joy or if Stoke will continue playing their own version of the Nathan Jones game where they just <laughs> don't get any points. Um, but, but actually, more on that later. Go on. Shall we do okay. more on that right now, just pre- uh, briefly? Not the Nathan Joe's game. I mean Stoke. I, I was thinking yesterday, how, but it's sort of, it's almost comforting, like a comforting. You know how you have old clothes of, of somebody else's and you sniff them, and it reminds you of that person. That sounds a lot weirder than what I mean. <laughs> uh, but there's something comforting about that stench of suddenly just becoming shit out of nowhere. It just feels yeah. like home. Yeah, it maybe it's. I think it's how police dogs feel when they they have the scent of the murderer. It's like, oh, this this smells pretty grim. It smells of blood and you know murderers. Shit. But but you know, at least I'm I'm in my element now as yeah. a police dog. This is my I'm time gonna... to shine. We're yeah, lose. Exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> where where would this podcast be without that familiar <laughs> feeling of, yeah, Stoke did bad. Um, but you know, 
there's always our listeners to uh, set the tone of the podcast, really. So we'll start with this question from Andy Robinson. Uh, hello, Andy. He says, as it's coming up to Halloween, what is your favourite Goosebumps book? Original series only. Night of the Living Dummy is an obvious choice, but pre- but I prefer the haunted mask with its super cliffhanger ending, which was completely ignored in not as in the not as great sequel. Goosebumps, Tony. How I mean, it's it's spooky season. How 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 do you feel about the Goosebumps universe? It's probably my era, but because I'm. A massive philistine i was very much all about the point horror rather than the goosebumps um ah, so i don't know that i don't know i had point horror and i had choose your own adventure and goosebumps i shied away from possibly because they were too frightening or possibly because i'm just they were a bit popular and i don't like things that other people like because i'm too cool i remember the goosebumps just the theme tune to the goosebumps tv show being one of the scariest things in my young life at that point it wow. was it was it was something else and now i don't know if this meets um andy's you know category but the scarecrow walks at midnight is a uh, goosebumps book and i think probably the only one i've read and it was scary so i'll say that <laughs> good call i don't remember a tv show it must. It must have. I must just be slightly too old for the TV version. Just books for me. I, could, I remember seeing them. I just couldn't tell you what any of them. Were. I could probably make one up. Um, the Chicken Man runneth <laughs> badly. The uh, Chicken Man. Runneth. Um, okay. Well. Well. Yeah. There, there you go. That's Goosebumps covered. Um, failed at the first hurdle. There really starts with the one. Uh, two requests for wickets of drivel content. Um, and another one from Jake to asking me to talk about Adil Rashid. Um, <laughs> like obviously, obviously, the real story is Pakistan beating India by ten wickets, and uh, what that means for the tournament going forward. Because you know you'd have had India as one of your favourites, and Pakistan have just walked all over them. So maybe it's it's got to be them. We've got a fear now. Uh, thoughts? I've got no time for this short form cricket, so I've not watched it, and I don't know. It was Jeffrey Boy. On this, it was Jeffrey Boycott's ninety-first birthday, oh, yeah. uh, the other, and someone said it's taken him eight hundred and five years to get there. <laughs> Which is a very good cricket humour. I like my cricket humour. Very good tweet. <laughs> I don't. Mm. I don't go in for that tweeter, but I did like it. Um, is Jeffrey Boycott from Stoke? Uh, who knows? Um, wow. Okay. Well, um, what is the tastiest way to have chicken? Looking for cooking method, part of... Orally. Good, yes. <laughs> Looking for cooking method, part of chicken, and rest of dish, please. Ooh, I would... I, I'm not a very good cooking person. I would always say cooking method is uh, uh, spice and rice in Woodhouse. Mm. Um, and basically with egg rice because again philistine uh cheese naan because i like cheese oh i like cheese naan and um and um probably booner but with bits of pineapple stuck in oh okay good 
Um, I, I would I would have just said you know conventional basic British bitch I am, uh, just a roast because what's nicer than a roast? Uh, also, nuggets are a good option on the go. Nuggets, yeah. Enjoy nuggets. Uh, a wrap. Just yeah. Coat, just coat it in mayo. If the oh. chicken is just like drowning in mayo, I'm all over it. I'm not a mayo person, but I respect your proclivities. Okay, that's good then. Um, football, football. Oh, uh, there was a there was a football match today, which has caused some uh, hilarity in jolly japes. Uh, that was uh, mm. Manchester United. You remember them? For you know, remember the nineties? Remember Man United? <laughs> remember the nineties? Yes. Yeah, the um, the, the blur versus oasis of football teams. The um, don't have a cow man of football teams. The Tony Blair making a deal of football teams. They got hammered. The yeah. It was the, it was a nail biter. It wasn't, was it? But they got absolutely it, yeah kicked up the arse. It was like. A bad team oh, playing d- against a good team. Did you see Pete Smith tweet a <laughs> I did. a thing saying how we had Mo Salah on trial? Um, now, obviously, I think there's been a few of these examples from d- down the years. Oh, it turned out we had bloody De Bruyne on loan yeah. for a bit, but Tony Pulis didn't think he could do a job. Um, and obviously, these would, would have been like 17-year-olds and stuff. But, yeah... Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just it just feeds a narrative, doesn't it? It does. It it it. Denver Bar's my favourite of those, I think. Although he never yeah. actually came, did he? But he was well, he did. He signed autographs and stuff. Um, yeah, it's because we're a rotten football club and we're bad at everything. Yeah, well, my, my colonial out, I think, it's got to be the. Uh... It's got to, got to be the uh, attitude we've got to adopt now, because as we know, if you lose, you are bad. And if you win, you are good. And, you know, we lost. We've lost three times. That yeah. makes us bad three times. Three strikes and you're out. It's only fair. I mean, to be fair, it's only fair on him. I'm sure he'd have a much better time somewhere else, but don't tell him. Um, mm. I'm still... I mean, we said last week, I, like, even when we concede the first goal, I'm sort of optimistic still this season. But yeah. we'll just sort ourselves out. So, like, I can extrapolate that out to three tough games and say, well... Yeah, but we'll play somebody who isn't better than us soon and we'll win because we're actually a reasonably decent team, even without our Lord and Saviour Nick Powell, um, who would definitely have got sent off yesterday. So, yeah. <laughs> Valid. Or got injured. Um, yeah, well, Tyrese is back. So that's Ooh. something. No, no sooner had Nick Powell been killed. And Tyrese respawned. It's like, well... <laughs> High-fiving on the way out of the medical room. Uh, but yeah, it's a, sh- it's a shame we very, won't have both. Very much, Tyrese Campbell was very much doing the Troy from Community gif, running back <laughs> in with a load of pizzas <laughs> to see everything on fire. Uh, yeah. Uh, at least he didn't get sent off after five minutes, like in the other game today that we watched some of. Uh, that was funny. Yes, yes, that, that, that was quite funny. Um, I, I, that game did just remind me of my possibly my ultimate football pet peeve is when you have those games where a team is 4 0, 5 0 up quite early. Ooh. 
and they don't completely obliterate them, and they just like the other team will just like think, right, shit, we'll just take this five nil and sit back, and the other team will, like, right, fine, we'll just pass it around. Yeah. Oh, it just does my nothing. Just kill them. Just I want seven, eight, nine. I want actual ritual humiliation. Yeah, at least they didn't let Steven Gerrard score a consolation on his last game because that would have been worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, imagine, complete... imagine being that kind of Tim Pot. Yeah, foot off the gas, let him score. Everyone give him a clap. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, but no, you're right. Like, twist the knife, make make them hurt, make them beg for mercy, etc. That would have been better in a boycott mm. voice, but yeah. <laughs> um. Who's your favourite character from the Stoke Extended Universe? Now, I think there's a very specific kind of character we're thinking about here. We're not talking about a great player, a great manager. We're talking about our favourite Stoke characters. Um, we had a couple of shouts for Oatcake Man, uh, <laughs> who, you know, if you don't know Oatcake Man, then it was Oatcake Boy. I'm never sure. Okay, you know, yeah, I think he is Oatcake Boy. Right. I assume Oatcake yeah. Man's his dad who... who you get to see in the the prequel, sort of fifteen years down <laughs> the line. Um, yeah, that would be good. Um, yeah, so that that's the kind of level of like Stoke local fame we're after with our favourite um, Stoke City characters. Uh, there's Did we a... have Roll Up Man? I'm sure we must have had Roll Up Man. Which one's Roll Up Man? Roll Up Man's the bloke who was doing who's rolling a sig behind. Whoever was stood outside the training ground on deadline day the year before, I think, uh, yeah. um, dildo in the year, man, Ooh. which broke transfer deadline day for everyone. Sorry, football. He, yeah, he was very much good. outdone there. I yeah. think because we were we were the famous club to go to for, um, let's call them behind the presenter weirdos, <laughs> and then like Everton just took it too far. Like they'd they'd still be out there now. Those those usually lads mm-hmm. uh, just because there's oh god the the pinnacle of deadline day weirdos was I think when we signed Crouch and Palacios on that mm. deadline day and we did a chant of we sign who we want which <laughs> is very much not the case no that wasn't the case you're misremembering how transfers work if Tony Pulis could literally sign who we want who we wanted and we got Crouch and Palacios I'd have been asking questions and ironically, years later, it appears that most of the arguments between management and board level were signing who we didn't want. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it was disinformation by the board. Maybe they'd snuck in. Um, Liam Lawrence's dog. Another fair, shout. good shout. Terry uh, Henfleet. Terry Henfleet. Oh, if you know, you know. Yeah. The, he's, he's still got potential, I think, Terry yeah. Henfleet. He's still going to go places. Well, funnily enough, I saw him in Morrison's about three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. okay. Still Which local Morrison? around here. Uh, Catcliffe. Oh, yeah, nice. Just off uh, oh. Junction 33, yeah. Just coming out oh, of Sheffield. Nice. Mm. Uh, Lee Trundle's estate agent. Yeah. Good. Uh, Wheatus. <laughs> yeah, fair. The, the the pig from Kenwin Jones's locker. <laughs> this this is what we mean. This is the ultimate like Stoke subculture, really. Like sort of anyone sort of Nello and above is too famous. I would argue. <laughs> yeah. We we want that perfect sweet spot. That's like, um, you know, lower level of fame than Nello, 
but higher level of fame than like me and you. Yeah, that's a, it's still a fairly wide band. Um, mm. Nello's budgies. Oh, the, the, the Nello's budgies. Yeah, the two lads who fell over in the gangway when Jesse scored against oh. Arsenal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They were um, good. They were good. Um, the people, or the the woman who was behind Arsene Wenger, who started doing the "way way" yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her. Um, I would uh, say Nathan Heaney's too famous now. He's way too yeah, famous. definitely. Um, the line, the, the linesman who got hit in the face with the boot, but he's not really very yes. stoke, is he? But it's that sort of level of you wouldn't be able to name him necessarily, other mm. than in the context of the thing that happened. Um, mm. There must be others, but we've, uh, there's quite a good haul well, of well, good well, ones. Well, yeah, uh, well, t- well, tweet us in with your, uh, you know, Stoke City characters. Mm. But they, I think that has to be our level of fame. Is if they're more famous or as famous as Nello? I mean, Nello had a BBC One film named. <laughs> yeah, there, to be fair, know, Nello's more honor. famous than probably half the squad. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Uh, speaking of famous, shall we play the Nathan Jones game? Yes, let's play the Nathan Jones game. Do you have the results? Oh, wait, no, let's do the theme tune. Uh, it's as bad a performance as I've seen since, to be honest, it's the baddest man- performance I've had since I've been a manager. I, I, I feel physically sick, literally sick. I, I could be sick. I, 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 it's... I have the update from the Nathan Jones game, courtesy of Nathan, I mean Tom Thrower. And <laughs> the scores are as follows. Tony, you have the most points. You have 35 yes. points. Outstanding. Um, you actually, you, you got... Bournemouth dead on so congratulations to you that was an inspired prediction Um, I don't know how you managed to come up with that but bravo it's a process but honestly I'd completely forgotten about that or I'd have been talking about it for 18 minutes Mm. at this point so you have 35 points myself and Tom both have 34 and Chris is in the lead slash bottom with 32 points. So Chris is the man to catch by being terrible at the moment. Um, so uh, Tom's predictions for... There's two games. It's a doubleheader this week. Uh, mm-hmm. What we, we play in the Carabao Milk Tetley's... Um, Coca-Cola Cup. Coca-Cola Cup. Wor- Worthington's. I think Worthington's was my first. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Joker Cola, as we used to call it in the nineties. Moo banter. You know I disapprove mm. of it. Uh, so Tom has gone for Stoke City two, Brentford nil. Okay, yeah. and Stoke City one, Cardiff one, and Chris Brammer has gone for Stoke one, Brentford one, and Stoke one, Cardiff one. Tony, let's have your first prediction. We are at home to Brentford. The Premier oh, uh, in the Premier League. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> in the League Cup, Premier League Brentford in the League Cup. Um, they won't be re- wearing red and white if that makes a difference. Um, so it's in the cup, so it doesn't actually count for the game because I don't think scores from the cup count. But um, no, they do. so we're at home. We're at home. Yeah, we are at home. Um, 
Nil one. Nil one. You've gone for nil one. Mm. Okay. And the next game is at home to a now managerless, but let's be honest, they're appointing <laughs> fucking Pulis 24 hours before kickoff or some bullshit. Um, Cardiff City, the uh, the Welsh outfit, are coming. Uh, they're coming here though. They're coming to England. Coming to your flat. Oh no, to Stoke. So it's at home, um, Stoke. Um, uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer might go back. There's time, isn't there? Yeah, that would that would that would give me more confidence. Yeah, definitely. That that'd be a boost. Um, gonna go nil one. Nil one. Oh dear, that's not very optimistic. Okay, well there we go. So Tony's hmm. saying we'll stretch our run of defeats to five games. That'll be fun. Um, I'm saying. Would you like me to ask you what your predictions are, Dave? I'll go ahead then. Dave, what are your predictions for these two games? There was one at home, which is against Brentford in the League Cup, and then there's another one at home on the Saturday, which against is against Cardiff, who I don't like still because I'm old. Two-one uh, to Stoke in both. Hmm. Didn't didn't sound like you thought about it that much, but all right. Well, I've, 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 I did a, I did a spreadsheet last night and like crunched all the data, and yeah, turns out we're going to win both two one. I look forward to it. Good, good. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Um, what do you think about um, murderous uh, fronts for states owning football clubs? Are you pro um, or con? Probably con. Murder's mm. usually bad. Yeah. Like, like, there's different kinds of murder, I guess. Like, what if you step, like, on a, step on a spider by accident? If it's by accident, it's... It's manslaughter. I mean, spiders don't... Spiders are the worst example, really, because I don't like spiders at all. But if it was like well, a what, what was, you, you know, well, what if you don't like spiders? You don't like journalists? You know... I mean, I'm saying there's a sliding scale. I, Where do you draw the line I don't between think spiders I, I've and never, Yemeni children? You know, I've never cut the head off a spider, um, intentionally or accidentally. I have squashed some in my time before I got to a, a point in my life where I thought actually it was worth just chucking them out the window and I got one of those long grabber things to pick them up without doing them any real harm and then fling them oh, out of the please window tell me they're the into their garden. Please tell me they're the long grabber things that are shaped like a dinosaur's head. And they just go, ah, like that. Alas, alas not. No, it's more. it looks more like a big spider but with a few extra legs, like a brush that opens like that. Oh. If you want to talk for a minute, I'll go and fetch it and show you, but it's not the best audio content. Um, you know what, Tony? I think that you'll just have to save it for the DMs because um, my current laptop situation doesn't allow for like flicking between Audacity <laughs> and the Zoom call. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hypothetically, in an entirely hypothetical world, I think that murderous regimes should not be allowed to do many fun things, but buying a football club would probably be one of them if... The league, like the organisation that looks after the the football in that 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 club plays in, have some kind of like test to see if people are basically all right to do things and like bring their enormous cows full of money um, into the league 
and try and buy success in it, which is fine. But if they if they like do really bad stuff like murdering people and then just going maybe whatever we're posh, um, then probably shouldn't be allowed. Which I could argue that. Our government also shouldn't be allowed to buy a football team, but possibly that's a bit too spicy. Bit of a weird Twitter type take. But yeah, no. I, I your question was murder is bad or pro or con, and I yeah, I'm gonna say con. But what if you are uh, checks notes Gan sign Mbappe like? <laughs> Um, ooh, how many? How, I mean, how many? How many murders is Mbappe worth? How many murders is? How old is he? I mean, he's 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 not like a twenty-one or twenty-two-year-old Mbappe might be worth more murders of innocent people trying to do their work um, than, for example, just a note here. I thought. Mbappe was 35 because I had him in uh, my Chesterfield squad in Football Manager and forgot he was still young in the real world. Um, Jesse Lingard. Harland. Yeah. Okay, yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, J-Ling's are definitely would be worth a sort of, a, a, I don't know, somebody you've never heard of being well, well, in a bin. Yeah, I, I think J-Ling's are like, I, I, I don't dislike the fella, but I, I don't think he's worth even some embezzling, really. Um, but they, there you go. Politics mm. covered on the Wizards of Drivel podcast. If you don't like it, Snowflakes, if you're offended, Snowflakes, stay, stay listening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll try and do better. Um, we, do, we don't mean it. Yeah. I don't mean anything. I say I'm famous for it. Yes. Yes. That is true. Um, the Nathan Jones game being a prime example. Um, Sorry. What do we think about um, the death of liberal England? Uh, liberal as in... Uh, what do we think about it? I think it's bad. I think I think not being horrible fascist states is good, and being awful, awful right wing fascist states is bad. So the nearer to the not, the better. Okay. Um, Chris and Tom would have done a better job of that question, I fear. Maybe, uh, but I offer you this: that Lazio have signed the great grandson. <laughs> Of uh, Benito Mussolini, so what, what position does he play on the football pitch, Dave? Um, he's a right-sided midfielder. Outstanding. Good. That's great. Oh, um, he's, I wonder he's if one. he does. I wonder if he does. If he scores, does he do that like backflips and cartwheels and stuff? So that at some point he's upside down in a photo. <laughs> uh, yes, mm. yes. Um, question that was on the Twitters today. Twitter, let's have a healthy debate, brackets lol. Stoke is the Midlands, right? But like the North Midlands? Or could you say it's part of the North West? Where, where is Stoke? Now, I'm 100% convinced that Stoke is in the Midlands. And to pretend otherwise is 
disrespectful to both Stoke and the North and the Midlands. It's not in the North. It's in the Midlands. It's close to the North. I would agree, <coughs> then cough, but also counterpoint. If you live anywhere sort of south of Lutterworth okay. or Northampton, you would say that the Midlands is also the North. Yes, because but you, you would be wrong. A, and, oh, yeah, but people in the South have no concept of the Midlands as a thing. It's just like, oh, it's cause we're they're like, down but, here. But Southerners are the Americans of English people in that they don't yes. know any geography. So yes. They're wrong, but there is an argument for a sort of blurred line of North and Midlands being both good, South bad, and North and Midlands being sort of a group. All right, the North is the North. Excuse me. I would argue that Sheffield is like the actual border of the Midlands and the North. Yeah, uh, so... I would uh, say Nottingham's Midlands. Yeah, Nottingham's Midlands, but Sheffield is North. Because a lot of, again... By about two miles. Yeah, but the thing about the Midlands is, like, it's first of all, it's not a flat vertical line. Um, sec- uh, horizontal line, sorry. And secondly, it's about vibes. That's that's mm. that's it. It's what regional TV station you have. It's about what regional radio you have. But it's mainly vibes. Sheffield has a northern vibe. It does not have a Midlander yes. vibe. No. I'm trying to think of somewhere down south now that has a northern vibe. But obviously it, it'd have to be completely empty of people. Um... Somewhere down south, it's got a northern vibe. Millwall? Nah. Now they speak too funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, because the further south you go, the dafter they all speak. Tell you mm. where has a northern vibe and is down south. Go Wales. On. Parts of Wales. Ah, yeah, I would agree with that, with all the mining. I was going to say that if, if I had to place Cornwall somewhere other than the south, I would put Cornwall as part of Wales, and Wales counts as like sort of weird foreign midlands, really. Yeah. Um, but they do have Tory bits in Wales, but not many. I said as the midlands now. Um, yeah, well, oh, this is a Stoke podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, w- Wales is like bizarro midlands. Wales is like... Uh, mm. If you were suddenly hit on the head and started speaking in tongues, but you were still in the Midlands, that, that's basically what Wales is. And then you try to drive somewhere that's like about ten miles away, but it takes you six hours because you have to go around like the world's well, a, a small moderate mountain and a lake, and yes. there's no roads or infrastructure, and also loads of sheep in the way, um, and petty rivalries between places that are relatively close together in Wales as well, probably. Oh, yeah, don't get me started on the deep-seated hatred between Clenethley and Pontypreed. Like, oh, mm. it's, it's, it's like Israel-Palestine between those two. Um, yeah. Don't walk in, in the join between Rill and that place that's next to Rill, but I can't remember what it's called. It begins with a P, probably. Yeah. Um, Prestatin, is that one? Prostatin, that is it. Oh, yes. Hero. Uh, I knew you'd bail me out again. Mm. Wales. Wales. Wales covered. <laughs> Politics covered. Geography covered. Um, um, what's your position on spoilers? 
like TV and books and films and stuff because I am very on edge about talking about anything like that at home particularly and I get occasionally told that I'm being fucking weird because I'm like don't tell me anything when somebody's read something or watched something that I haven't read or watched okay I would say am I normal no I I, I sympathize with that I would say there's certain things where like there's a law of diminishing returns on it and like if someone spoils pride and prejudice for you then that that's not that's fine because that's that's been out as a TV it's show. It's been out a while. It's been yeah, and it's been out mm. as a book for lo- a lot longer than that. Um, if for also instance, imp- impossible to spoil just because it's so amazing. Yeah, of course. Um, if for instance you were watching Squid Game and you'd seen the first three episodes, and people next to you were talking about Squid Game, um. I think you'd be within your right to say, oh, please don't spoil it for me because I haven't seen how it ends. And if they did do that, that would be rude and inconsiderate of them. But I think you've got to sort of set your stall out early as these are the Mm. media that I do not want spoiled for me. Mm. Okay, so if if you are discussing the arts, as you know, we are prone to do, uh, Mm -hmm. then just get, get in ahead of it saying, I'm watching this, I'm reading this, don't tell me how it ends because I want to not know and I want that enjoyment. And there's, there's no harm checking in, I suppose, as well. When no. you're talking to somebody about something, that's good. When I was working one of my early jobs in, it must have been 2000, I bought, you know that film where they're all on a boat and George Clooney and... Titanic. L- no. Um, no, about the George rock. Clooney one. Uh, no. George Clooney on uh, a boat. Shit. Boat Clooney. Poseidon. Yeah. Um... Anyway, I bought it on DVD at lunchtime and it's just out on DVD back in the days when DVDs were new and um, if I don't say the the name of the film then it won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it but it came out in 99 or 2000 probably Um, and I got back from my lunch break carrying this DVD The Perfect Storm Yes, that's the one Okay, if you don't want Perfect Storm spoilers, stop listening for one minute here. Um, so yeah, I got back to work uh, after lunch. With, and it with turns the DVD out still in its he seal, was Luke's seal. father all along. Yeah, and exactly. No, and I sat down at the desk, put it down, and a bloke called Rory, who I used to work with, uh, walked over and he went, oh yeah, have you not seen that? I was like, no, I haven't. He says, oh, they all die at the end. I once, I once heard a story, I think, on Dan Harmon's podcast. Cheers where his, his friend mm. was um, leaving and he's leaving before the end of the film and he really wanted to know whether the main character lived or died. And the, his other friend was like, no, don't, don't tell him, don't tell him. I'm still watching this. Don't tell him. You know, he can watch it later if he really wants to know. He's like, no, no, just whisper it to me. Just whisper it. He's like, no, don't whisper it to him because I'll know we're from his reaction. He said, no, no, I won't give it away. Won't give it away. So just whisper it, tell me. I won't react. I'll just go. Uh, <laughs> and then he... he, he he, he leans he leans into his mate ear, tells him what happens, and then he, the guy goes, oh, "When?" <laughs> you mean when is he gonna stay alive? Um, I, I did I did I did think that I, I nearly googled yeah. the end of the film I was watching today because it wasn't a great film. It was called Operation Finale. It's got um, Oscar Isaac and Melanie Laurent in it. It's about the guys um. who try and capture. Adolf Eichmann, but I was I was going to Google and just see what the ending was, but then I thought, oh no, I do know how this ends from from history. 
Wait, who's going to win this war? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Eichmann, that, the 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 documentary type film was quite good. Yes. Yeah. He's he's he's, he's spun a few good films out for for <laughs> Brand Eichmann. The the Eichmann yeah. cinematic universe has got quite a lot going <laughs> for it. Yeah, I mean that whole that whole group of them. To be fair, very good for telly. Not much good for you know people. Yeah, um, I've got the Eichmann box set. I'm just I'm just working my way through the, all the Eichmann stuff. Hundred and sixteen films <laughs> in that extended universe, and how many documentaries? In fact, Perfect for lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much their their modus operandi, wasn't it? Oh, oh. How, has the t- has the tone been lowered too much? Is is this where we are? And I've just realised we're not. At, we're at. The, I'm usually by this point nervous about the Zoom timer running out because it's usually a forty minute timer. But because there's two of us, we can just we've got forever. We can just prattle on all day. So um, right, fly papers. Which are the best brand? Because these white ones are shit. These white ones. Fly yeah. paper. These oh, white fly papers have caught no flies at all in a full week being uh-huh. hung directly above the kitchen bin. And the flies just buzz around them going, Oh, that's weird. Where where and do don't you actually go? And where do you stand on the bug zapper? Uh I stand usually in this position. Oh you oh you've got one of the fancy tennis racket ones. Yeah. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't badly hurt myself with it yet either, which is quite impressive. I'm, I also have one of those blue light ones, but rarely turn it on because it's such a faff mm. to put anywhere convenient. I, I mean, it's not uh, probably the ideal shape, but I can't believe no one's made a lightsaber one of those yet. No, because it would be, yeah. But think of all the man-children who would get so much pleasure out of chopping down a... A fly a la Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'll try and I imagine it'd be quite tough to get them, but still worth it. And when the one time you actually got one, it'd be fucking amazing. Um, Alex Ward asks, with Mario Party Superstars coming out next week on Nintendo Switch, what are your stories of when you've had a win stolen from you? For me and my mate landed on a space where you could steal a star from put it, from another player and he took one of mine, putting us level. After that, he won the mini game, giving him a bonus star. After the game, giving him the win, stealing it from my fingers. Never have I said, "You thieving little C of posture, um, C asterisk asterisk T," uh, quicker and viciously. Um, have you? When was the last time you had something stolen from you, Tony? I'm struggling to think. I mean, I haven't left the house for two years, so <laughs> okay. So the amount of peril. Going on has been very limited. Um, Theft. hmm. Theft. I've definitely been on the wrong end of that kind of robbery. I'm just struggling to think of specific examples that aren't football related um, or bad refereeing decisions against me personally a long time ago now. All of them. Uh, My car got broken into twice in one week once. Oh, that's good. Where, Where were you living? It was in the posh bit of Sheffield, oh. weirdly. When I first moved to Sheffield, I lived in quite a posh area and got bikes nicked out of my shed and my car broken into like, in the space of the first couple of months. And then we moved to some 
less salubrious, much cheaper areas in the years since, and they have routinely left my front door wide open because I'm a useless idiot, and and come back and thought, oh no, I've been broken into, and no, no, it was just I'd left it open. Um, so don't live in like S eight, basically. Don't, no, the no. I'm going to I'm going to Sheffield next month. Ooh. Uh, for my graduation. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, bloody uni types, you know, doing the wizard yeah. dribble with your degrees and your gowns. Um, what are your thoughts on... I uh, See, I've rented the gown because it's, you know, half the cost in actually buying the gown. Mm. But what are your thoughts on simply walking away, wearing the gown, and forgetting to return it? Morally wrong, yes. Um, but... Gown. If you do, they have all your personal details and stuff, and payment details, and will they just take the money um, after charging you for like landlord style extras for um, a few weeks as they chase you down with the gown? Do you think a British university would really do that? Are they a red brick one or is it Hallam? No, it's Hallam. Polly in it. Uh, well, it, it pro- they probably wouldn't remember how. Um, <laughs> One of the Russell group would definitely hunt you down, find you, and kill you. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm I think not, as I'm long not, as you don't I'm not trying the shit at Leeds. Yeah. Ugh. No, they just beat the shit out of you. Um, I think as long as you don't use it to kill a journalist, that's morally all right. But if I did use it to kill a journalist, I'd be able to. Then you're not allowed to buy Newcastle United Football Club. That is my hard line. Okay. Right, but that—that's your opinion. According to the Premier League, I'm fine. Valid, yeah. And you know, who who am I to say, really, what's right and wrong? How many journalists can be killed? Yeah. I mean, who died and put Aristotle in charge of ethics? Oh fuck! Um, but one before Plato. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yes. I'll edit out all the bits where I couldn't remember. <laughs> yes. That that is one of the I, best. I didn't go to university, jokes. Dave, so just be grateful I didn't just make guttural noises at you. No, you Even didn't. More you I attended did. the School of Hard Knocks. Yes. And the Sixth Form College of um the other thing. Shit Kickers Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I was the shit. Uh and you got kicked. My daughter's waving at you. I don't know if you can see her poking her head in then. No. No. Hello, daughter. <laughs> Excellent content. Yes. Um, shall we call it a day? Um. Yeah, I don't think I've got any... I, I don't know if it shows, but I haven't really got very much to say this week at all. No, me neither. But, um, but thankfully, this episode's longer than my usual ones. <laughs> lucky, lucky people. Um, well, um, thank you very much for being here, though, Dave. I don't think I would have managed on my own. Thank you. And what a glorious thing to do, considering it's episode 250 next week. 250 episodes. Bloody hell. Imagine if this is the one that kills it. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... They've they've been through us, through all the uh, negativity and the uh, bile and the... Uh, stupid detective dramas and the drunken, barely comprehensible stuff and the awful audio 
this is we must be doing a charity campaign any week now as well oh yeah god yeah so sorry sorry charities we've we've besmirched our brand too much you you no longer want to be associated with us um uh, right yes uh thank you very much for listening i hope you understand our reasons for not not being the usual football talkie show and instead just being the talkie show um so with that thank you very much tony Thank you very much, Dave, and thank you everybody for um, not abandoning us in the next seven days, please, because I feel like it's my fault. <laughs> don't, don't do it, Tony. Do it the week after. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you, everyone. Go on Adil Rashid. Boilermakers. Oatcake okay, man. <laughs>